0: Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia. Welcome to the Fireground Ministries. We are honored to have you today, Join us, joining us today. And at this time, at this time, we like to make sure that you have your mind, your minds, and your hearts ready to listen to God's changing life word. And we understand that God is present. So, for respect of the Holy Spirit, let us avoid any distractions, mute your phones, and have your Bibles ready to follow along with the, with, with the scriptures. And also take notes. Fire Realm is an uh, international revival ministry. And our founders are Jason and Golden. And we also have a, a bookstore, a brand bookstore. And we're partnered up with uh, Fire and it's spelled W O I mean, and we also have tons and tons of resources that is free on at www. Dot fireround. Global. And if you have any um, further, like if you want to have a word of the day, you can also reach us at 954-580-6303. And you can email your, you can send your email to uh, fireroundinfo at gmail.com coming up soon It's a new book by Golden, Golden from Death to Life. We also have a worship and CD that's coming out featuring Jason Golden and also an audio book and devotion featuring Jason Hunt and a music album by Golden. And we also have a lot of Series. If you want to follow along, uh, uh, at firearmglobal.com. And if you didn't hear me earlier, we also we have a book. We have a bookstore at www.royaltyflames.com, and it's royalty r o y a l t y flames.com. follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And at this time does anybody have a testimony that you'd like to share? So does ahead. anybody have a testimony? Okay. Go ahead, Jeremy, with your testimony. Thank you. So back to
1: the car accident. So it all happened Sunday. It was no it was I think Wednesday between those two. So, it was just me and my sister. We was all going out. We were having fun a little bit. And then we wanted to go to Taco Bell. And then we were just having fun with her friends. And then all of a sudden, we were, when we were done, it was still tough for us to go. Tough for us to go. And then my sister asked me to drive. But, you know, once at a certain time, once I get full, I'm like, I'm not going to drive the car. Plus, I didn't have, like, you know, I had my, well, my permanent on me. But, you know, I'm still not going to drive. So I let her drive, still. She knows more of the road than I do since I'm always at home. And all of a sudden, we're driving, we're driving. And then we didn't see no cars in front of us. We, and then when we get to the stop sign, we see a car, a white uh, Volkswagen. And then, well, we stopped. And then, you know, in the roads of Miami, it's first come first So we we're supposed to go after she stopped. But she never stopped. She just kept driving. And then all of a sudden, she just hit us. And then I was like, wow, I was like, whoa, what just happened? And then all of a sudden, I just saw this white light, and I'm like, whoa, did I just die or something? And then I just came to my senses, and then we just, we just, like, in, like, in an accident. I was like, what just happened? We wasn't in this six seconds ago. But then we're calling the police, I called my mom, and then, I was just making sure my sister was okay, because, and then we were just making sure the other people were okay. Now, all of a sudden, the police had came to us, and then the way the police had said it was our fault, and then, as you know, he was explaining deep down inside. I'm just like, wow, this is actually my fault because if I took those car keys, none of this would ever happen. We would probably be home, and then now we have like a court date to go to and then we're just trying to fit, make sure we win or something trying to make sure we get out of this and I'm just like deep down even though after that sometimes I feel as if I'm responsible for not taking those car keys when my sister had asked me hey can you drive because maybe this could have been avoided and we would have never seen this lady even if
2: We thank God for... um, Just that... Testimony... Um, It just shows how... The Lord... How He... uh, Protects us... And how He... You know... Makes a a way for us... That... um, That where we can... Be able to... uh, Just... I mean... Just make it another day... I mean... Some people... You know, they don't make it through car accidents at all. I think the most important thing, you know, even though, you know, it is a concern concerning the courts and, you know, the police support and things like that. The most important thing is this, you know, cars, they come and go. You can always get another car, you know, uh, court dates and all that. Those come and go. You know, some people get called for jury duty and they didn't do anything. (laughs) But you have to sit in on a court case that you didn't have nothing to do with because the uh, state wants you to to uh, make a judgment. The number one important thing, though, that you can never get back is a life. You can get another car. You can get another court date. You can get you may have another accident in the future. Lord forbid. But. You can never get back a life. Once you make that last breath, the Bible says every man is due one death and then the judgment. That means that the only thing that God will look at is the way that you lived and how you lived for his son. And, you know, I, I, I thank God for that testimony. And I thank God that God spared you and your family's uh, lives. And it's just a testimony and it just shows how God watches over us and how God cares about us and how God has a plan for us. And that when the enemy may want to destroy you, God said no. So I thank God for that powerful testimony. And, um, and I thank God for, um, for, for, for what he has done for you. Does anyone else have a testimony this morning? All right, well, we're going to go ahead and get started with the service. Uh, as was stated, I'm the founder of the Fire Realm. Which I'm Jason Hunt. Uh, I'm the pastor also of, of Fire Realm. And uh, my wife, Golden, uh, she also is is a pastor here and, and uh, also a music artist, as was stated. Uh, I really hope you get a chance to really... Uh, get plugged up and hear the the powerful story of golden as was stated the book is coming out and the the album is coming out uh the ep and that i will hope you will go and um just purchase it it's i mean it's a real banger is i mean we is i know it's a project that's been, been working hard for a long time on it so uh it's finally here and uh it's, it's gonna be awesome um Remember to follow on the social media, just do so on the website, and um, and as you're even doing that, check out the bookstore, and just get plugged up here in the fire room. We're doing tons of tons of things that we know is going to benefit you and benefit your life, so uh, don't hesitate to do that, uh, but without further ado, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to my wife, Golden, as she brings the word this morning. I'll just have your heart open for what the Lord has to say. I know that if God has brought you here this morning, God is talk wants to talk and is talking to you. you know every time a message is brought forth within this ministry we believe and we know that God is speaking. not only is God speaking but God has given direction he's given encouragement he's he he he, he he's speaking and he's he's through the message letting his heart and his desires be known so just allow the lord through the you know taking notes and and just really digesting what god is saying allow the lord to speak to you some of us you really need god to speak to you today you really need god to really direct and to lead your life and that's why he that's why he has brought you here to hear his word today so Without further ado, let me pass it over to my wife, Golden, as she brings the word.
3: Amen. We thank God for this beautiful day today. I want to say hello to you all. God bless you. I'm happy that you're here so that we all can fellowship together. And I just thank God that our sister Julie is okay. I thank God for sheltering her life and we should all be giving praises to him because there's a lot of people that thought that when they went to sleep last night, that they would get up and they would start a day. They thought that that when they get up that they would start and have another chance. But many people were not as fortunate. So that's why we just thank God that her and her family is okay and to all of you out there even online that's listening and that heard the testimony today just know that Jesus Christ loves you and that we're only here for a moment in time and it does matter the decisions that you make and just clearly we just we just don't have forever death has no age death chooses Doesn't have a preference of gender. When it is your time. Will you live a life well lived? And um, you know it just kind of shocked me because. Even how we think that oh you know. Like we look forward to or we almost. uh, We almost like kind of place ourselves as God by saying oh I just know that I'm going to see this person tomorrow oh I just know that I'm going to be able to hug this person next week like we know for sure that we'll even be alive to even see that person so you know God is good he is amazing and you know I know that we're all learning day by day and I just thank God for just being the true God, <laughs> the God that loves us, the God that protects us and um, thank God, just thank God for that. Today, um, the Lord has given me a word um, and the title of this message is called communication (laughs) communication (laughs) God cares about how we communicate communication is very 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 important because guess what we cannot raise a family without the proper communication we cannot run a business if we don't know how to properly communicate some of us we want to get married but truth be told we cannot have a successful marriage without the proper communication see god is a god of relationships and he is a god of communication and we 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 look we it may sound simple but we're going to dig deep today about what God thinks about relationships and what God thinks about communication. See, there's a story in the Bible and it was when uh I guess some some people I'm just going to make it so simple and plain so you can understand. Have you ever heard of the story of the Tower of Babel? <laughs> See, there was a group of people, a group of men who said, You know what? We're going to build a building as tall all the way up to the heavens. Because we want to show our might. We want to show our power. But they did not consult the true and living God who dwells in the heaven and they all they work together in unison and they build day in and day out and they work they understood because their communication was clear they all spoke the same language but when but God say, you know what in our guy, he has a sense of humor. He's like, you know what? I'm going to change everybody's language so they don't understand each other. So they'll stop building this tower. And the funny thing about it is that uh, God changed the, the everyone's language and they could no longer build they could no longer reach the goal of planning to build a tower to the heavens so it shows you a two-part understanding of communication when you when when you, when a group of people they make up their minds to do something as powerful and as mighty as building a building to the heavens, all of them being in like minded, being like minded, all of them in agreement, all of them working together and in unison, they were accomplishing their goals because the communication level was correct. But then, when the communication changed and they could not understand each other, they could not reach their goals. So that that's just it just blows me away. And we must also remember that everything that was created was spoken. Everything you see including yourself when you look in the mirror <laughs> was created by words, by words spoken and so that shows you just how powerful communication is now can you just please take the time to open your bible to genesis chapter 1 and we're going to we're going to refresh our memory of just how awesome how mighty our god is Now, check this out. (laughs) In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So, guess what, y'all? There was... There was... The earth was formless and empty. It had nothing. It was full of darkness. How many of you feel sometimes formless and empty and dark? Hallelujah. Whatever situation, whatever circumstance ha- that you've been through in your life, have you ever felt empty? Have you ever felt dark? And guess what? But in the midst of your formlessness, in the midst of your emptiness, in the midst of your darkness, guess what? The spirit of God is hovering over you. Verse three. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. It was and guess what? This light it wasn't dim. This light wasn't just it was it wasn't flickering. This light wasn't imperfect. This light wasn't hard to comprehend. Because in chap in verse four it says God said Saw God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. Uh oh. So the work that God is doing in your life, the work that God is working in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, in your soul is good. Because he is separating the light from the darkness. (laughs) Verse five, God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning, the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate waters from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. So guess what? There, so guess what? In the, in, the, in the time when the spirit of the Lord is hovering and, and he's speaking words over your life, when he's communicating to you, it's, there's sometimes he has to separate some things. He has to remove some things. He has to, he has to change some things around so that your life can be in order. Verse nine, and God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so some of us, we're all over the place. Some of us, we're we're spread all around and God is trying to get us to stand still. God is trying to get us in one place place because he's he won't he's tired of the dry ground he's tired of the the formlessness he's tired of the the void he's tired of the darkness verse 10 god called the dry ground land and gathered waters he and the gathered water he called seas and god saw that it was good Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. Verse 12 The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruits with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Hallelujah! So, everything that God is doing in your life that you don't understand is good. Glory to God. Verse 3 And there was evening and there was morning the third day and God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. Okay. See this, this is, this is powerful here because God made The night and God made the day God made dark and God made light. That's simple. That's a principle on the earth. That is the ways of God. So how is it as the people of God? We like to we are supposed to be the light, but we're constantly merging with darkness. I don't get it. But, but, but God says in his word from the beginning of the time, the beginning of time, he communicated to humanity. He communicated to earth and said that light has nothing to do with darkness unless it's there to reprove it, unless it's there to change something, unless it's there to, 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 to bring some clarity. Bring some understanding, bring some knowledge, glory to God. So that's what he did with the, the moon and the sun. Verse 16, God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth to govern the day and night and to separate light from darkness and god saw that it was good by by there uh, and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day and God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems, and that moves about in it according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind and god saw that it was good so guess what some people they believe in the big bang theory and they believe that this earth was created and we were made from monkeys but it just it's showing you that no this earth was just not A big bang that there was a creator who thought out we're special guys We God cares about us enough to take his time to 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 make things Intricate make intricate details He took his time to make sure that everything that he created for us was good. He made sure that in all these days that he created the heavens and the earth, that not only that we had, not only that we had uh, light and day and vegetation and stars and all that, he made them beautiful. Have you ever went outside and you look at the night sky and said, wow, this is beautiful. God had you in mind. He had you in mind when he made the stars in the sky. It wasn't just a big bang. It was purposefully done because that's how special you are to him. 25 God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kind and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kind. And God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. So the next time you look yourself in the mirror and you communicate to yourself, you speak to yourself and you say that you cannot overcome the next time that you say that you are ugly, the next time that you say that you're too fat, the next time that you say that you're dumb, the next time that you say that your life doesn't mean anything, I'm coming to you by the spirit of God to let you know that when God created the earth, he had you in mind and everything that he created was good so what you need to start doing is no matter what you think no matter how you feel no matter what you're going through you must say it is good Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image, In, in, in the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Okay, now there's a little nugget here, and I want to show you just how powerful your communication is. So, if God created the earth, the heavens, and the earth, and everything, and all the livestock, and all the stars in the sky, and all the beautiful things that we see today, and everything that He said was good, hallelujah. Then if you are made in his image and likeness, then you have that same power in your tongue. You have that same power to create. You have that same power to make things happen. But the question is, are you using it for light? Uh-oh. Or for darkness? Because whether you're using it for light or darkness, you're you're communicating something. You're conveying something to the world. Okay, Let's, 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 let's move on. 29, then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with the seed in it. They will be yours for food and all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it. I give every green plant for food and it was so God saw all that he made and it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day now. This is amazing to me because often, you know, we, we, all of us, we do it. We take the food that God has prepared for us for, 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 for uh, I would say, I won't say vanity, but I would say we take it for granted, all the beautiful trees, all the beautiful, um, um, Livestock. I'm talking about as a people, as inhabitants in the world. You know, the pollution as a is at an all-time high. There, there are animals that are now gone extinct. Our water supply is not healthy anymore. If you take a look at our ocean, it's full of plastic and toxic oils and waste and all these things. And If we understood that the earth was, in other words, God created the earth and he wanted, he conveyed to the inhabitants on the earth that everything was good. If we understood that communication, then the earth would not even be in the place it is in right now. The Bible says in the in, in the book of Matthews that the earth is wearing out like a garment. That even the Bible is prophesying that the earth doesn't even have that much long to live. But it and it's not all God's fault. It's how we take care of it. So the next time you want to throw trash out of your window, the next time that you want to just throw garbage in a lake, the next time that you want to just throw beyond you out on the cruise you want to throw all this crap into the ocean you have to think about you actually think about all the beautiful creatures that god has made god cares about that guys he cares about how we treat his gift to us and you know i'll just leave it at that let's go to chapter two genesis chapter two says thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array wow by the seventh day god had finished the work he had been doing so the seventh day he rested from all his work then god blessed the seventh day and made it holy because it was he because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done now we all know that our our father in heaven is the bomb.com and even after making the heavens and earth for 6 days, he I don't believe he even had to rest. God has no beginning. He has no ending. He has no mother. He has no power. All things was made by him. No man can look in at him and live. Okay. But I believe There was something that God was trying to communicate to us. There was something that God was trying to say when he said that he rested on the seventh day from all his work. Verse three says, then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done so God oh this is so powerful listen I hope you get in this nugget here so even in the busyness of your life God is calling you to rest why why do you think he he emphasized and he conveyed that he rested on the seven because out of all the beautiful gifts That he created for us. He didn't want us to worship it. When you are able to rest. When you are able to give God his holy day. Then you still place him as God. But when you think your bills are greater. Your school is greater. Your relationships is greater. And you don't find yourself resting. Then a part of you begin to start placing other things as God. So that what that's what I know that God wanted to create and wanted to convey to his people. Now let's go deeper. Remember when I said that God is also a God of relationships? Relationships and communication go hand in hand. Okay? And before we go to the next part, I want you to understand that God made something out of nothing. God made something out of nothing. So if you look in at your life and you see a whole lot of nothingness, don't fear. Don't fret. And don't be furious. (laughs) Because you serve a God that creates something out of nothing. Stop telling God what you can't do. Stop telling God what can't be done. And you might not have spoken this with your lips, but your actions begin to show God. And we're going to learn how how communication works. But your actions is showing something. Even though you may not be saying it with your Mouth, are your actions saying that, God, I, I don't believe that you can take my nothingness and make something? Okay, so turn with me to Matthew's chapter 19. Matthew's chapter 19, verse 19. It says, Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. I'm going to say that again. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself now there's this 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 is kind of tricky because if you don't love yourself enough then you can't possibly love your neighbor enough so the first commandment before that because that is love your neighbor as yourself is a commandment god first said "Uh oh Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and with all your strength before he said, love your neighbor as yourself, because it is impossible to be able to love your neighbor as yourself when you don't even first love God or you don't even really first love yourself. Remember, love is not love. In other words, love loves without love. Receiving in return. Uh oh. Because many of us, when we love, even though we might not say it with our mouths, we convey that hey, I love you, I'm gonna treat you well, I'm gonna do all these things for you, and but in return, you better be there for me. In return, you better get this back to me. In return, you better um you know. Do what I expect you to do, and I'll love you. But see, love, the Bible says that love is unconditional. Now, God didn't make us no fools now, but um, he did say, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Okay, and we're going to get more deeper into that, but let's go to 1 John Chapter four, first John, chapter four, starting at verse seven. First John, chapter four, starting at verse seven, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. So here it is. God is the first person to orchestrate relationships. God is the first person to orchestrate communication. But how is it that some of us believe that we can have healthy relationships and that we know how to communicate with the absence of God? Alright, verse 8 Whoever does not Okay, let's start Up again, verse 7, dear friends Let us love one another For love comes from God Everyone who loves He has been born Of God and knows God, whoever does Not love, does not Know God, because God Is love So For all of you out there Who are just saying. Oh it's just me and my Jesus. Forget everybody else. If you don't love. Then you don't even know God. You're none of his. The Bible clearly says that. Okay. The next scripture I want to cover. Is 1st John. Chapter 3. Verse 16. And. Before we go to first john chapter 3 verse 16 some of us we like to take the scripture and without study like we like to take one scripture without studying the depths of what the 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 scripture really means for an example like what i just mentioned when uh the bible says love your neighbor as yourself right some of us will take that and say oh god say love your neighbor as yourself okay but there's tons and tons and tons and tons of scripture that is showing you that even though you may love your neighbor as yourself you should never surpass or love your neighbor more than you love god or there and there's tons and tons and tons of scripture that teaches you for how to first love yourself before you can even extend that love to someone else. So, again, when we hear these scriptures, we must go back into the word. We must go back and see God's whole purpose of conveying love to us. And that's why a lot of people, they like to fuss about scripture and You know, this person get this revelation, that person get their revelation because many people, they just take the the scripture without even studying it or even understanding it or even allowing the Holy Spirit, which is our helper, which is our teacher, which is our counselor to give us the revelation of what it means. And some of us, we may take the scripture like, for example, the Holy Spirit may give us a revelation and that revelation may be only for us. But sometimes we run around and we go try to preach it to everybody and, and you wondering why people are not even, you know, they're not even vibing with what you're saying. Because that message wasn't meant for you to go and share that with everybody. So we have to also have a level of maturity when it comes to the scripture. First John chapter three, verse 16 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we are to lay our lives lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters now when you become a child of God every other child of God becomes your brother and sister and sometimes we like to associate love with all the wonderful feelings that come with love but this chapter this script this this verse i'm sorry this verse 16 it's saying it's 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 comparing uh love to laying down your life now from what i understand laying down your life doesn't really feel too good it doesn't give you the butterflies it doesn't give you the googly's it doesn't make you feel all wonderful inside this is the love that our creator the one who created the heavens and the earth said this is how we ought to know love and it's by how christ laid down his life for us we know that christ suffered a great deal for our lives to be saved for our for our souls to be saved so this is how and he said and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters so for example if you say you love your friends if you say you love your brothers if you say you love your sisters if you say you love your mother if you say you love your father if you say that you love all the people that are around your life then laying down your life for them is so that they may live and receive jesus christ um as their lord and savior it's not even about you it's not about what all what all you trying to display and how you uh think you should love them okay moving on god has created the mouth god has created the heart he has created the ears and the eyes so if he created all of these parts of our body do you think that God desires to speak? <laughs> these are pa- these are uh, every part of this, every part of our body. This they communicate. So, in other words, your mouth communicates, whether you believe it or not. Your heart communicates. Your ears communicate something. Your eyes communicate something. So we serve a God who cre- created all of these things, right? so how is it that we don't believe that God desires to speak to us and now we must understand that communication is two ways not just one way communication is two ways and we're getting deeper into the 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 root of the the message communication is two ways which is giving and receiving giving and receiving when one speaks to the to the other the other person listens and gathers information that is spoken now once the person receives what is being said and is interested then that person respectfully responds okay now this this is amazing because for example have you ever was talking to somebody and they are not they're they're on their phone so their eyes are paying attention to the phone but their ears are available and they're not being distracted by anything else and you begin to talk and when you say something and they don't respond back to you the next question is do you hear me (laughs) so their ears are available right but the eyes is busy but you still answer that person and say are you listening are i mean you question that person and say are you listening do you hear me because guess what you have to listen with just more than your ears You have to listen with your ears, your eyes, your heart, and your mind. I'm going to say it again. You have to listen with your ears, your eyes, your heart, and your mind. Many of us, we only want to act like we're listening with our ears, but our minds be a million miles per hour uh, somewhere else. And we and 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 we we develop these habits right where we we will we'll make that person think that we're listening to them by just nodding our heads guess what guys God cares about how we communicate he cares if you're valuing oh here it is your brother or sister that you're supposed to be laying down your life for to even care about what they're trying to say to you obviously if they're trying to say something to you it matters to them so if if you're if you're displaying true love then you should be respectful enough to listen with your eyes your heart your mind and your ears okay now The question is, are you listening to God with your heart? Or is this just another sermon for you? Question How take a look at every time you come to morning service and how many times you become distracted? How many times? How? 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 how much of God's word are you actually receiving into your heart often we always say um, for the respect of the Holy Spirit let us mute our phones and listen to God's life-changing word so if this is God whom speaks something into nothing how are we how are we so easily distracted if this is the god that spoke this earth and heavens into existence then how are we still in unbelief how are we still struggling with our faith how are we still struggling with coming out of the darkness into his marvelous light there must be a lack of receiving the proper communication because when God speaks a word, it's just not a word. It comes with action. It comes with movement. It comes with breakthrough. It comes with anointing. It comes with power. It comes with light. It comes with shifting and changing and, 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 and moving. It comes with miracles and signs and wonders. So if God is saying to you, I am God and I am able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever think or even ask. The question is, are you listening with your mind and your eyes and your heart? Or is it just another church sermon? When you listen with your heart, that means that. It's the word that is being spoken is connecting to your feelings and your desires. But when you begin to listen with your mind, that means that you're you're gathering knowledge, memory, your reasoning between right and wrong, your reasoning between experiences. Your heart and your mind is very important when you're listening Because that's when God's word that he loves to call or he makes an analogy of in his word that his word is like a seed. So when his seed comes into your life, is it planted on good ground when his seed, when the seed of the word comes to your life? Is it falling on stony ground? Is it falling on thorny ground or is or is it? Falling and taking root so that it can grow 100-fold blessing in your life. If you don't believe me, that God actually cares about the intentions. Your in the intentions of the heart. He cares about how we receive his word. He cares about how we see others, how we listen to others, how we treat others. I just gave you an example when when we shared Matthew's chapter, I mean, first John chapter four and first John chapter three. But now let's really look at how God sees. And how he receives. When we respond, how we respond to his to his word, to him, to his communication, to what he's trying to convey to us. Okay, so let's turn to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18 verses verse 21. Now this is amazing. And this is clear cut, clear cut dry. hold on that's the wrong scripture we're not going to cover that right now but let's read proverbs 18 21 and this is talking about the power of the tongue and then we're going to cover um how god sees when we're not worshiping him with our heart but we're worshiping him just by external uh duties but This is the power that he has given unto you. So the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verses 21, it says the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. I'm going to read that one more time to those who are listening out there and and are getting the revelation of just how powerful your communication is. The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit, will eat its fruit. So whether your tongue is speaking life or death, you will eat. Fruits, uh, you can eat fruits of life and you can experience the fruits of the death that comes from it. God doesn't like. If, if we, we're we cursing one another, that's fruits of death. God doesn't like when we're gossiping about one another. That's fruits of death. God doesn't like slander. He calls slander as of murder in the Bible. So when every time you slander your brother, you're murdering him over and over and again. So, But if you begin to speak blessing, so whatever situation in your life... God is saying today that he is waiting for you because the power is in you to be positive. The power is in you to speak things that are not as though they are the, the the power is in you to declare your victory. The power is in you to begin to say that I can, I am an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am the lender and not the borrower. I am am what God says I am I am beautiful I am anointed I am the apple of his eye no I will not be given into perversion no I will not backslide yes I will serve the Lord with all my heart these you're creating your life when you do this because remember when we read in Genesis chapter 1 that God made us in his image and his likeness God made us into his image and his likeness so if you're saying to yourself oh You know what I'm saying? I don't even know why I'm alive. I don't even know my purpose. God hates me. I don't even, I can't even do this. Oh, I don't, you know, this whole living holy thing is irrelevant. Oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, I don't know how to do it. Oh, God is not going to help me. Then guess what? What's happening is you're creating something. You're creating something. You're creating something. And whether you want to believe it or not, it is why some of us do not get the victory in certain areas. That's also when you have a a negative way of speaking, a negative way of communicating. That's why you, you, you're not. In other words, that's why you, you, you're living a defeated life. Okay. Now I, I briefly mentioned about how God cares about how we come to him. How our heart looks before him because he even knows the heart. He created the heart. Even when we come to him, he knows if we're, if he is our first priority and so that he cares about that and he cares about the intentions and what we think in, and in, in, in our hearts. So that scripture is in Matthew's chapter 15, starting at verse eight, Matthew's chapter 15 starting at verse eight and it reads these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me verse nine they worship me in vain their teachings are merely human rules verse 10 jesus called to the crowd called the crowd to him and said listen and understand what goes into someone's mouth does not defile him but what comes out of their mouth that is what defiles him so when people this is so powerful I don't even know how to bite off even a chunk of what is being said but don't think that you can suppose so okay let let (laughs) this is this is something here okay let's go back so here it is the people were communicating they were speaking they were they were talking, they were using forms of communication with their lips, but they wasn't communicating with their hearts and God saw that. And he said that this worship is in vain, that this teaching is human teaching. This is what they taught themselves. This is what they like to believe that they're doing To please me, this is what they like to do to toot their own horns. This is what they like to do, but they're worshiping me in vain. So, for those who just like to hear a good sermon, for those who like to jump up and down and clap and sing hallelujah, but but not really truly receive the God's life-changing word in their hearts and go back and live the same type of lifestyle, like they didn't hear uh, what he said when he spoke to them, or if that's the seed of the word of God did not fall on that, on, that, on, on good ground, then that means that your worship is in vain. And that you're practicing teachings of human rules you see how communication is tying into this message that don't and just like if you say you love someone eventually if you don't feel that same way in your heart that person will soon figure out that you were just giving lip service we're no different from God. Okay. Um <clears throat> that is that is amazing. So, <clears throat> let's go deeper into communication. Turn with me to James chapter 3. James chapter 3 verse 1. Now, even even we covered about how negatively we speak even over we we covered how we negatively speak over our lives but it can also be about a loved one who is in a hard struggle and it could be about a loved one that you can see that the the devil has completely entered their lives and this person is 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 in a big fight of their lives and that person may not have been the best to you and so it's easy to speak negatively about them based on what you see with your own two eyes so we even have to have faith and positive and positively positively speak about even others who may be oppressed by the devil we got to begin to learn how to speak them out we got to begin to declare a thing we got to begin to have hope for them because at this part of their time a part of their lives they might not even have hope for themselves we got to learn how to begin to see people greater than they are we have to begin to even learn how to esteem those who may even have cursed us to our face but and if hey 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 now and if there's nothing good to say then say nothing at all (laughs) and we that's also a part of communication learning how when not to speak learning how when not to comment because this this is so important so James chapter 3 is talking about taming the tongue and and let's see just how powerful the tongue is verse 1 says not many of you should become teachers my fellow believers because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly so all of those out there that want to be a teacher of the word want to be a minister of the word didn't I say at the beginning of the 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 message that for those who want to operate in ministry to those who want to have a family to those who want to run businesses that it is impossible to have a prosperous whatever whatever uh arena that you go into it's impossible to have any prosperity without understanding the power of communication and relationships so here it is in james one that says hey you want to be a teacher you want to be a minister you want to teach my word james said that you will be judged more strictly why do you think that because if you're teaching the word that means that you have first received the word before you before you are teaching it so that means that you are you already know and to many of you who don't believe it even if you don't aspire to be a teacher of the word if you already know the right thing to do and choose not to do it you still will be judged more stricter than more strictly than someone else who may not know and do it the bible also says that too verse two we all stumble in many ways Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. Able to keep their body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so strong and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go likewise the tongue is a small part of the body but it makes great boasts. consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark the tongue also is a fire a world of evil among the parts of the body, it corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of life or of one's life on fire and it itself set on fire by hell. Man, look at here verse seven remember what uh remember what um the lord had me to say when we was reading genesis chapter one that we're made in his image and his likeness chapter 10 out of the mouth comes praise and cursing praise my, and cursing my brothers and sisters this should not be can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. So there is also there. Here is also a analogy of how God is not a God about the gray areas. He's not a God about the straddling straddling the fence. He's not a God about the, the, oh, a little bit here and a little bit there or he's not a god about merging things it's either one way or the other it's either it's not one foot in and one foot out or one foot on the right and one foot on the left it's either you're going to be on one side or the other this is the same analogy a same example salt water and fresh water cannot come out the same springs remember that god had me to share that um when he that is a principle that is a uh the way of a principle that he founded the earth on so he's even saying about even our communication that it can't be negative and positive you can't praise and curse at the same time you can't you know gossip and bless people at the same time you can't slander and 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 um praise god at the same time he's saying that we have to even watch the way we communicate because he sees it so and on the and on the contrary you can speak your victory you can uh begin to to declare who you are and what is your place in this life because it's possible that this is who god created you to be in his image and in his likeness what will happen if you was to speak your situation with nothing but positivity and believe it? what will happen if you begin to speak positivity and 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 speak good things even about? Those who you are believing God for and believe it, I have no choice to believe that miracles can happen and although um and I love where God is going when it comes to communication because He's showing that your mouth is not just a mouthpiece it 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 it, it it's a power it's a gift from God to be able to cultivate create encourage and also it can destroy so you gotta also um so i love that and i have also seen miracles in my life by just speaking things and believing things and not just oh speaking thing a positive thing and then it just happened overnight i mean there were times where i i would speak positive things for years and god gave me breakthrough god began to change my nothingness into something god began to turn my darkness into lights when i was struggling in sin i would look myself in the mirror and i said penelope you're going to have to die to your flesh and live and you will live for righteousness no you will not Be like the examples that were displayed to you. You will not bring God's name to shame. You will hold on to God's word. You will see his glorious power. No, you will not be another statistic. No, you will not be drowned in poverty. And that that has been a promise and a discipline that I have created for myself and i have seen i have tested and tried the lord and have seen that he is faithful to his word and he cannot lie the bible says that faith comes by hearing hearing the word of god so if you hear more positivity about yourself then your faith will become stronger and who god has created you to be now the Lord has a a question for all of us and that question is I heard the spirit of the Lord say show me your communication and relationships and I will show you your maturity show me your communication and relationships and I will show you your maturity A lot of us, we think that we grown, (laughs) that we know it all, that we got it all together. We're ready for ministry. We're ready for marriage. We're ready for family. We're ready, ready, ready for business. We're ready to walk and conquer the world. But the Lord say, you want to know how mature and ready you are? Show me your communication and relationships and I'll show you your maturity. Remember, age doesn't make you mature. Age does not make you grown according to God, your father, because you are okay. First spiritual, your first spiritual. So here it is. There are four sides of us, right? We are spiritual. We are physical. We are mental and we are emotional. So you can't succeed In life's fullness as a person as a whole if you neglect one of them so you can't think that you're you're this whole person if you're neglecting your spiritual life you might be a bomb you might be the bomb.com when it comes to getting in shape and eating right and doing all these things but if you're neglecting your spiritual health then part of you is not whole you're not actually the bomb.com you you're missing some 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 parts and pieces of your life if you if you are healthy spiritually and you are hel- and you can quote all the bible scriptures and you you got discipline you got love you got all that but then if you're eating burgers and fries left and right and you, you you're overweight and you're pushing towards um heart high blood pressure and cholesterol then Part of you is suffering. Your physical is not intact. But if you're physical, but if you work out all the time and you and you take care of your spiritual health but if you and you and you're not taking care of your mental health you're not taking care of your emotional health you know um you're you're always depressed you're always sad you 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 don't have a a a positive thinking pattern you don't um your mind is always busy you're always um contemplating suicide or you're always looking negative Uh, negatively about yourself and you're always uh jealous of someone else you always wanting what somebody else have those are mental and emotional issues that you also cannot uh neglect if you want to become whole as a whole person and that's what god cares about okay he cares about you being whole and you being full um in every area you can't be so religious and and then you but you don't have you know you don't have physical health you don't have mental health and you don't have emotional health god he cares about all that okay um now whether you want to receive it or not our communication was developed by the way we were raised and we take these same habits in our, renew, in our new relationships and into our relationships with God. I'm going to say that again. Whether you want to receive it or not, your communication was developed by the way you were raised. And we take these same habits into our new relationships and into our relationships with God. As children, we are all like sponges. Although a sponge is little, it is very powerful and can absorb all the liquid or whatever uh, it is around it. And in comparison, our minds absorb behaviors when we are children. It absorbs words. It absorbs the way that we see ourselves. It absorbs the way that we see life. It absorbs the way that we cope with hardships and the way we communicate. If you were always shut down as a child, whenever you try to express yourself, most likely it causes you not to feel valuable and it causes you to be very, a very, very secluded person. Okay. So if and if the people you loved walked out of your life and abandoned you, most likely you find yourself desperately clinging to unhealthy relationships because you're afraid of being alone. And if you grew up seeing a lot of violence in your life, you may find yourself repeating the same pattern, even to the point of hurting people you love. And this is why, and all these examples that I've mentioned has been a form of communication, something you've saw, something you've recorded in your mind, a learned behavior that you, whether you wanted to receive it or not, you're reproducing the same way in your communication. Okay, if you went through hard times in your life alone, then you might have a tendency to bear more burdens than than normal. You know what I'm saying? You you're you're gonna you you have a tendency to bearing more burdens than normal all by yourself even when you may have new people that come in your life that are around you and that are willing to help you did you grow up listening to your elders gossip lie manipulate and cheat this communication seemed as if it was normal because it was pre-programming you so now You're doing it and you don't even acknowledge it and you don't even see that something is wrong with it. Whether if you want to accept it or not. These are all a form of communication and it is taught it has taught you something. And what you have learned has shaped you and shaped your life in one way or the other. Now turn with me to 1 Corinthians and we're about to close out soon. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. First Corinthians chapter 13, starting at verse 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. I'm going to say that again. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the childish ways of child. I mean, I put the ways of childhood behind me. So what God is saying, even though you have learned relationships and communication when you were a child and now you are grown up and you're still behaving in these same, these same manners, now it's time for you to put th- the childish ways that you've learned and it's time to grow up. It's time to mature. When you truly come to Christ after salvation, there is a growing up process that has to take place. Don't think it's strange that you have been seeing a lot of yourself lately. God is just revealing you to yourself so that you can be healed, so that he can heal you. So remember, God is just revealing you to yourself, so that he can heal you. The deeper the wound, the harder the trial. Your trial is hard because your womb is deep. You will not be able to see the womb if you have not gone, gone under the fire and pressure. So you will not be able to even see what God is trying to change about you. If you haven't gone under the type of fire and pressure that you've been going through. Because guess what? Pressure creates diamonds (laughs) and fire refines gold. Turning with me to 1 Peter 1st Peter chapter 2. I'm sorry. Chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1 verse 2. 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 2. I'm sorry that's not chapter 1st Peter okay let me make sure I have it right okay i'm gonna get i'm gonna get the scripture for you but let's skip ahead and go to romans chapter 12 verse 2. i apologize for that romans chapter 12 verse 2 says do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is his good there go that word good again pleasing and perfect will do not conform to the patterns of this world But be transformed by renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So that's showing you right there that God is not trying to destroy you. He's trying to bless you. And he's trying to make all things in your life good. And please do not forget that If you gossip, you were taught how to gossip. If you betray somewhere in your life, you were taught how to betray people. If you walk out all the time when times get hard, nine times out of ten, somebody walked on you when you needed them the most. If it's hard for you to obey God because you were taught that God's will is irrelevant. So in other words, if it's hard for you to value the things of God, if it's hard for you to obey his word somewhere along the line, it was conveyed to you in your life that God's perfect, good and pleasing will was irrelevant or not even that important. And so God is about you transforming and renewing your mind. And once you have renewed your mind, then your communication can be, uh, it can be mature. And when you when your communication and your relationships are mature, then God can bless you in every area of your life and being whole in him. So I thank everybody for listening to the word. That is the conclusion of the word. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have taken notes and just go back over some of the scriptures and understanding that all of us, we've been taught a certain dysfunctional way of communication. And when we come to Christ, we must allow him to, to, to take us through that pressure, to take us through that fire because he's creating diamonds in us he's creating he's refining us as gold and through that our faith can be stronger and we can have life a life speaking tongue that creates something out of nothing god bless you